Welcome to Freedive, to go deeper and emerge with a greater appreciation. Join us as we take a deep dive into the people, skills and expertise of Pensar's infrastructure specialists and their unusual approach to making complicated problems simple. Tune in for the stories behind the solutions and the personalities behind the expertise. Hey, welcome guys. This is our podcast on international careers and you are three of our international superstars. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Laura, Aaron and Edgar. So welcome to the podcast, Free Thank Life. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Hi, Cole. Hope the coffee's treating you well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's helping. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bribe for people to come and do the podcast so we grab a coffee beforehand. Okay. <laughs> and, just to and a, a bar tie on the way out, maybe. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Across the road. Yeah, that could be a good one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here with three of our international crew. And just to sort of dive into a bit of background on maybe how each of you got to be here and a bit of hometown stuff. And then we'll work right through to maybe how you've experienced sort of starting your careers in Australia and the move. And then maybe a bit about the future and what you're looking forward to. Not too formal, so I'd encourage you to just sort of relax and ask each other <laughs> ask each other questions and you're welcome to ask me a question too. It doesn't have to be just one way. Yeah. Okay. So we'll kick off. We might just do a round the table in terms of letting everyone know hometown and where you're from. Like I know where you're from, but not everyone <laughs> probably does. So Laura? Yeah, I can start. So originally from Colombia. I was saying before I got here, I moved to Australia 10 years ago, 2013. Yeah, um, we were just talking about that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, like when you look at it, like you like 10 years is a long time, but it sort of flies and mm. hasn't felt like it's been that long, but anyway, mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. So, yeah, I think originally moved here to, as soon as I finished uni, actually, I did uh, my engineering degree back home. And when I finished, yeah, I decided to look for something different. Where's um, hometown in Colombia? I'm from a small town near Bogota. It's called Villa Vicencio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so, not going to try and say that. No. Bogota is the capital. capital yeah. yeah. So, so it's only like an hour drive from Bogota. And it's inland? Yes. Yeah. yeah Mountains? Inland. No. It's no. pretty flat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty flat. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It goes looking like, yeah, no. So we'll throw it at because you're yeah. also from Colombia. Correct. Yeah. And where is your hometown? So my hometown is right in the middle of the country. We are surrounded by mountains and opposite to Laura, we are kind of like really, it's really hot weather, like summer here all the time. Yes. (laughs) So we are more like south from Bogota. Laura's city is like west. Yeah, south west. Yeah. Big town? No, mine is super small. Mine is (laughs) a small town. (laughs) More more like like how many people? Just give us a perspective. Oh, I would say like 100,000 maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Small. And what yes. about where you're from? Mine is a bit bigger, probably 1.5 million. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Brisbane-ish a bit. Oh, uh, yeah. If you take out yeah, the Gold Coast. and pretty the, much, yeah. But spread out or quite? No, it's quite small, like mm-hmm. condensed. Quite dense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not one of the major cities. So mm-hmm. when I finished school, I moved to a different city to ah, go to uni. So I go? left home. Um, I went to Cali for um, ah. uni. Um, yeah, right. That's a famous town. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I left home when I was 16 to go to uni. And then, 
That's and it's young been like five years doing uni and then by 23, that's when I came here. Straight out of uni? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think I finished uni in December and I got here in May. So, like, yeah, five five months later. Yeah, right. Yeah. Were you staying in a house or on college, on campus, or how did it work yeah, in Cali? On a on a house, yeah, yeah. Mm. With friends, of, or yeah. and you all went there together and studied. Yeah, pretty much. It was quite tricky. Like you know, when you leave home, it well, sixteen's like, pretty young too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very young. Yeah. Like you yeah. sort of look after yourself pretty much. So probably when I came here, it wasn't that difficult because You'd already done, I was already sort of used yeah. to it in a way. Other challenges like different countries and the language and everything else, mm. but sort of looking after myself, it was kind of okay. <laughs> what was Carly like? It was quite different. Like it's, it's very different to my hometown because mm. it's a, a larger city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the culture is different. Like people is very different. Like, in what way? In a way that, so my hometown is still like, you can call it small and you sort of know your way around and when you get to a new city. Is it you, like a big village feel home? Well, it'd be bigger than that, but yeah. Yeah, it's bigger than that, but Cali's like, there's a lot more stuff and yeah. uh, there's a lot of more like nightlife as well. So yeah. there's a lot of party yeah party yeah. and yeah. yeah. So it was a different environment. So yeah, yeah mum wasn't very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Aaron? Where's hometown for you? Um, so I born and raised in Malaysia. Um, this small little island, Penang, and I've pretty much been there all my life before I came to Australia. So I did high school, did my uni um, diploma back home in um, quantity surveying. And um, after graduating my diploma, my parents was asking me as well, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to KL, which is well, the capital city in Malaysia, which that was the usual pathway for uh, students back in my hometown to go to a bigger city to pursue your bachelor's. Mm. My mom was like, there's this opportunity in Australia where um, you can do two years of bachelor's and get certification from Australia. Do you want to go and have a go at it? So I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is like the first time living Are you trying out. to kick me out? Mate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they kicked me out like thousands of kilometers away this time. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, but yeah, so I arrived in Australia in 2017. Mm-hmm. That's when I did my bachelor's and it wasn't, it was a bit hard because I came in as a year three student as well because mm-hmm. everyone starts year one because I came in year three. It was a bit of a challenge, but graduated in the end of 2018, mm-hmm. graduated with quantity surveying as well and uh, been working and starting 2019. So, yeah, uh, Penta. Penta. All the way through. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, Penta, um, so you came as a student, but yes. Edgar and Laura, you were both qualified when uh, in Columbia when you came? Yes, I, I did my bachelor degree as a chemical engineer, but in then Columbia. when in Colombia, yes. but when I came to Australia, I was a student. So first I wanted to actually practice more English because yep. mm. I was thinking it's not going to be enough, the one that I have already learned in Colombia. Mm. And after that one, then I decided to do a um, master degree here. Oh, yeah, right. so my first thought before coming, I was like, I just wanted to experience what is it living abroad. Mm. So similar to Laura, I moved from my hometown to Bogota, actually, for my study, for the university. In that, I was thinking, we were talking, I remember one of my friends from the union, we were all saying, like, oh, it's going to be good to have one of us 
living in another country where I can go and visit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And then I was just reading about it and then I started getting more interested. <laughs> That's my goal. That's my goal. And then, I don't know, I decided to, to come to Australia. I was looking at really interested the backgrounds and the topography and the different animals and so many beaches here. <laughs> yeah. So hard to like actually go to the ocean when back in, in Colombia and everything. So what was it like getting a, so you had to come on a student visa? Is Correct. that what, it, what yeah. So I did the same, yeah. You yeah. did the same? Yeah. Was that with the English? English, yeah. I did eight months of English, I think. Mm-hmm. And then after that I went to uni as well to do a masters after that. So it was like eight months of English and then there was one and a half years of master's as well. Of? Project management. Ah. Yeah. That's why you're so good at running projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that explains it. Explains why now. Yeah. Um, same as Edgar. Like the reason why I decided to come was I didn't like my job. <laughs> when I finished uni, I was in one of these government roles where you sort of sit there and… In Cali? Yeah, in Cali, yeah. yeah. You don't do much. So I was by 10 o'clock in the morning, so I was like, I've got nothing else to do, like, I'm bored here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had too much time to, you know, think, think about it and look for things <laughs> and and um, look at different options. And There's a quite an extreme option, isn't it, to decide <laughs> I'm going to leave the country. So what, yeah, yeah. what do you think motivated that? I think same as Edgar was saying, like, you're sort of in there and you're looking at, oh, it would be cool to go somewhere else because mm-hmm. I didn't want to do the same everyone does, which is go to America um, because it's pretty close to Colombia. So everyone sort of goes there. You're like, no, I'm not doing that and I don't really like America. And so I started looking at other options and then you go through these student agencies and they sort of oh, tell yeah. you these are the options you have. And the other thing is, like, if you want to have better job opportunities, if you want to go work for international um, mm. companies back home, you still need English. Yep. So you go, like, okay, so I need to learn. And doing English lessons back home, it's not good not enough. Mm. Yeah, so you can You're attend to lessons. Yeah, you can yeah. attend to lessons for, like, a year and your English is still, like, very, very, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Not saying that it's good now, but it's a lot harder. I think English is yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, when but I, when you did that, and it might be similar for all of you guys, because it sounds like everyone has come on a student yeah, visa. Exactly. Was when you came, were you thinking I'm going to stay for a really long time, or when you came on that visa, did you think I'm going to do my English and maybe I'll come back home? Like, had you already mm. sort of decided in your mind that this was going to be more of a longer term move? For me, I think the first six months in Australia, the, the mindset was get this done and go home Yeah, because family and friends are all back home and it's definitely yeah. more comfortable and, and it's very, uh, can be a bit intimidating, you know, being yeah. alone in a foreign country. Yeah. But after a while, you start making more friends and then you start feeling more comfortable and then my mindset starts to change. Yeah. Sort of thing like, I kind of like it here. So I think it's sort of a transition in terms of mindset and like, you know, how it came from, nope, I want to do this, go home and to, nope, I want to, Stay here now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Is that the same for you? Yeah, it was the same. Like, um, at the beginning, I think, I was still thinking always, like, uh, I like it here, but at the same time, I had that, like, feeling of nostalgia about all my family and everything. And I always had in my mind, uh, even if I do a study, I want to do something that I can apply back home if I have to. After a while, I think what um, it really encouraged me 
here is that you have so much opportunities and nobody actually judge you for whatever reason you want to do. So we're working in the engineering field today, but tomorrow you can just change and go to another one. And that's perfectly fine. And nobody will tell you like, oh, you're wasting your time, you know? Like <laughs> people will just encourage you like, if that's what you so, want to do. So just dive into that a little. So what do you mean by that? So describe how that would play out at home normally. In Colombia, normally everyone will start saying that all you did was wasted the time in your university <laughs> and your money, uh, your parents' money, basically. <laughs> Same for the Asian, uh, Asian Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's very similar. And the, I think the mindset around studies and degrees is very different back home. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't go to uni, you're pretty much not doing the right thing. Yeah, like, yes. so, you know, you're a failure <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Yes. It's, it's so important that you go to uni. So it's like, yeah, and their mentality is, and this is another thing I, I really like about here, like they encourage young kids to actually start like the work life early, having the opportunity mm. to work at Macca's or at restaurant yes. or at retail, whatever, at 13, 14, 15, whatever age, is that sort of helps a lot and develops like a lot of the I guess you professionally and prepares you for later in life. Mm. But back home, your parents is like, all you got to do is study. Don't worry about anything else. So mm-hmm. basically, you just got to go to university. And the only thing you got to do is study. Focus on your degree. Focus on your studies. And that's it. We don't mm. want you to work. We don't want you to do anything else. Just studies. Is that competition? Is there a lot of competition amongst peers and other yeah. young people trying to get ahead? Is that what drives that, do you think? They value studies a lot, but it doesn't mean much because getting a degree is not it's a starting point. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it doesn't fix everything. Like it doesn't guarantee that you're gonna get a job or that you are actually gonna be successful in life or anything. Yeah. Um, or you're gonna enjoy it as well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And what Edgar is saying is like, if you get, I don't know, halfway through your career and then you decide to drop it or change for something different, there's a lot of judgment. Yeah, yeah. And it must be hard to restart then, yeah. also in that environment. Yeah. What about trade skills? Are they as valued? As they are here, they're not very no. well paid. No. Mm. Yeah, in Malaysia, um, especially in construction, I would say ninety percent of our laborers are expats from third world countries. Um, yeah. It's always viewed as a, a lower class occupation, mm. um, unless you're doing the top management, like project management. That's a different story. But if you're actually on the tools, mm. it's often do you view as uh, less educated. Put it that way can't make it in school or whatever, you drop out or something, that's when you, you know, it's viewed that way in, in Asian countries. So, uh, yeah, I think it's an eye-opener when, when I came to Australia and then realized that construction is, is pretty Everyone, big. I think in Australia, we value to a large degree any skill set. Like, yes. um, you don't have to go to school and finish uni to have a successful that's right. career in Australia at yeah. all. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off young people, yeah. knowing that if, academics aren't their thing, that it doesn't mean that it's over. Um, It's a very different mindset, I think. And um, it's sort of, for me, it was very eye-opening, I guess, in the sense that it was like, okay, so being an engineer doesn't really mean much. You can have a degree, but you got to be good at what you do and you got to experience is more valuable than actual piece of paper that says that you're an engineer kind Mm -hmm. of thing. It's quite good and interesting that, and I think that's probably why you can sort of get access to better opportunities um, mm. because you can prove yourself, you can show that you can, you're capable and that you can actually 
deliver and do things as how opposed about, to... How about finding work here at the start? Was that hard? Did you come up against barriers being from abroad? Yeah, it is yep. hard. Especially because as soon as they see that you are from overseas, they will not trust your ability to communicate. So the first thing that they say to you is like, oh, I think that your resume is good, but I don't trust that you might be able to get across and everyone to understand you. So you immediately have that negative thought, like, oh, I'm not good enough, so I need to keep practicing and stuff. And also sometimes it's more like about like what type of visa do you have? So if you cannot work more than certain hours, sometimes it's hard. And you understand, so it's, it's fair enough, and that's what motivates you to keep going. So you're like, I need to prepare mm. myself in order to do something. But once you start, I guess... Is when you can show up yourself and then work from there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the foot in the door. And it, well, you started straight out of uni. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it is challenging for us an international student with no connections as well. Like, yeah, you know, I can only imagine. I'm just putting myself yeah. in the same situation, heading to a country where English is... Uh, well, no, my first if language. If I went somewhere yeah. where English wasn't a first language, but yeah. it's a bit different with English because a lot of countries obviously have yeah. pretty English, good coverage yeah. on it. But I, like meeting your mum at the Jumping Castle, yeah, reminded me of my brother-in-law's mother-in-law from Russia. Same thing. Have a conversation. You just yeah. realize how difficult it is if you don't have the language skills. That's so, right. Mm. Yeah, very isolating and difficult mm. to communicate and even pick up the nuances. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which you guys all have no problem with that. Mm. At the start for me, it was very, like, you get a lot of frustration because mm. you feel like, I know how to do this, but I just can't. can't get it out. <laughs> yeah. I know what the answer is and I just can't explain myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, is that, isn't that right? Did you have that? Yeah, I have that um, as well. Yeah. You go like, oh, I'm, yeah. Uh-huh. You can't use Google Translate in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. Um, you need to keep going. There's a lot yeah. of English in Malaysia though, isn't there? Yeah, there is a lot of, because it's a multicultural uh, yeah. country and then English is like a compulsory subject. Yeah. But then the thing I realized is because Malaysian, we have this thing called Malaysian English where they, oh, yeah. it's a slang, they call it Manglish. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so creative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I think it could be called Inglation. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, right, I, all this slang starts coming out, you know, when I speak to my Malaysian friends. And a lot of uh, peers is like looking at me, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, they just don't understand the structure of how we speak. So it took a bit of time for me to adjust myself to speak proper English, put it that way. They all say English, I mean. They all say English. But yeah, in terms of uh, getting a job, out of uni, it wasn't an easy process. I applied uh, 40 odd jobs yeah. uh, around, just sending emails, and I've only got two interviews uh, one with Penza, obviously, and the other one down in Gold Coast. Yep. Um, I didn't end up getting an offer from the other company as well. So I only managed to get a, a job with Penza and, and building on what Edgar has mentioned with the language barriers, one of them, Visa, was a big one as well. Yep. And sometimes they view that you know, we come from different countries, we have different practices, we have different understandings of how things work in Australia mm. and they might view us as less competent potentially just because we are not that familiar with the things over here. But you know, all we ask for sometimes is just a foot in the door 
to show that you know we can mm. do this. Um, it's been my experience, yeah, yeah, with all of our overseas team is exactly that. Mm. Get in and get started, and then it's like wow. <laughs> and I think it's probably because you appreciate the opportunity mm. so much mm. that you work very hard for it, and you yeah. don't want to let it go. Yeah. Um, I remember my first job. I had a professional job in a another company before I came to Penza. Mm. I remember it was it was really hard, and that was the point where I was really thinking about going back because I was doing full time for a company that's a similar thing as we do in water, and I was also doing my full time studies in a, for the <laughs> masters. So I was working seven to five, or sort of seven thirty to five, and then going to uni. 5.30 to 8.30 and then going home to my, awesome. my assessment, you know, my studies. And you were like, after six months of that, you got like, this is, this is, this not, is, not, what this I is not what I, you know, what mm. I want. I really enjoy being here. I really like the lifestyle. Mm. I really see a lot of opportunities here. So you go, I gotta keep pushing a little bit. You get there, you manage to so get there. So there's a hump. There's a point at which you get over that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happened to me. Like, it was at a point where it was like, I'm going back. This is too much. Mm. Because, yeah, you constantly, like, you do that for like six months straight, like weekends, you're doing studies, and you, and this was just after a year when I got here. So my brain was still translating because you, when you're learning English, you translate. Everything. Yep. So you get the English and then you translate in Spanish in your head and you go, oh, this is what that means. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's, yeah, so that's tiring. it's just, yeah, it just takes so much. Do you still do that now? Or no. you don't no. translate? Yeah, <laughs> no, you not anymore. <laughs> yeah. You need to change your mind. So um, yeah. I cannot like speaking English and thinking in Spanish because then I will, yeah. I, will, I will stop talking and the same in Spanish <laughs> like yeah. because sometimes when yeah. I'm talking with my parents on the phone and they ask me about job like to, I'm explaining about the work and I'm like I had to, how do you to say stop this? and think yes because I'm <laughs> yeah. like oh I have that information in English I haven't actually think how to say that in yeah, Spanish <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah you get over that point I don't know I can't remember when it happened but that yeah. once you get over that it's a lot easier. Mm. Um, so what visas did you all progress from? So you went from student to a from what visa then? I went straight to permanent residency. Permanent, yeah. Yeah, after a Office student. Office student visa. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Um So after my student visa, I got a, um, they call it temporary graduate visa, which allows students who graduate in Australia to work for two years. And after that, I'm currently on a uh, working visa. Yep. Um, and I've just got invited for my PR. My permanent oh, residency, so um, <laughs> it's a bit of a long way, but uh, we um, get there eventually. So well uh, yeah, how about you, Ego? Similar to Aaron, yeah, <laughs> a student, then um, postgraduate visa, and now waiting for the permanent, yeah. yeah. So the bridging visa, is it called? Yeah, bridging visa. Yeah, but my postgraduate go. visa is still has still a little bit of time, so time to go on it. Yeah, so it's good now. Like you feel like that. The stress has been like that. Yeah, it's, it is very stress. stressful. That must feel just hanging over you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially because you have to complete a lot of documents and do some right. things and cost a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> and you are like, oh, I need a to do this, yes. but you are so busy with work, and then you are like, oh, 
I should have done this like two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're running. You yeah. should have done the master's in project management. Engineering, chemical engineering. I actually did it in management. Moving right along. So, you know, fast forwarding to where you're at now, do you feel like you've got what you were looking for in coming to Australia? Yeah, I would say yes. That goal that I set myself a few years ago was to be able to work in the field that I wanted to, and which is I'm doing now. So it makes you realize that all that hard work, it paid off. And now you just need to keep going and mm. keep growing. That's all you can and do. And enjoy now. the journey, yeah. Correct. So, and live. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We were talking about that earlier, weren't we? Yeah. Always set goals, and um, mm. yeah. I've done that for a long time. But realised that every time you get to a goal, you set a new one. Yes, and it's kind of like you never really arrive. Mm. <laughs> I think that's the point. Yeah, you just evolve, and what you said, you live and enjoy the experiences. As but much it's also as good to the feel the satisfaction that you actually achieved what you, something. what you, yeah. Milestones well, you guys yeah. have made huge achievements yeah. and dedicated a lot of time and energy and financial means yeah. towards getting those goals. So it must mean a lot to you. How about you, Aaron? Do you feel like you've... I would say, yes, I've um, hit a few milestones in my life. And you know, career-wise, it's pretty good career. I, I like my job. I, know yeah. I like coming in and it's always a learning. It's not a stagnant job. It's always learning sort of job. I, I like that sort of job. Like you know, Laura said, while she was in Colombia, you know, you, you know, what am I doing at work every day? Like it <laughs> just feels like you're just passing time. But I think currently I'm still learning and yeah, I think there's a lot of goals that I've yet to achieve and, and you know, things that I want. Like winning this badminton tournament on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. yeah I was playing badminton tournament this Sunday. Um, yeah, nice. Funny enough, it was my childhood ambition to be a professional badminton player oh, okay. yeah, wow. when I was younger. Um, I wanted to play the Olympics to represent Malaysia or whatever it is. Um, but again, back in the Asian, uh, sort of Malaysian society, it's, you want to go for a practical career, not the career you love. Okay. Put it that way. <laughs> Sounds a bit harsh, but um, not dreams. Someone that pays yeah. a bill. <laughs> yeah, something that pays a, that pays a bill. Um, fast forward now. Looking back, I can sort of understand where my parents were coming from as well, because everyone wants their kids to be uh, successful and you know and have a good life yeah. and a good life. So uh, I think looking back now, I sort of sort of also changed my goals from when I was younger until now and. Um, yeah, looking forward to uh, achieve more goals uh, as, as I go. Maybe you could represent Australia. Can you uh, do that on a PR? <laughs> no, you'd have to have a, a, you, uh, you have to yeah. be a citizen. <laughs> but uh, the joints are acting up a little bit now. Uh, uh, you're getting old. You're getting old. <laughs> Put another 23, 20, oh, actually, no, longer, more. <laughs> 26 years on them and see how they go. And do you feel like? Laura, like you've got a family here now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You feel um, settled and. Yeah, as we were saying before, like it's amazing how much you actually achieve in 10 years mm. when you work hard for it. And mm. um, the first few years feel like you're not getting anywhere because the progress is very slow, because you got to go through mm. all the process of getting your visa, getting all your sort of get settled, really, because 
not until you are actually a permanent resident, you can't really do anything financially. You you can't get a loan. You can't really, you can't even get a loan for a car. I don't think so. No, no not really. No one no borrows you money. Can no. you sign for a credit card or anything? Oh, credit yeah, card, yeah. yeah, yeah. Credit card. No, they give you one yeah. of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the start is pretty slow. But yeah, I think once you start, if you keep working hard for it, as I say, like the opportunities are out there. So so yeah, I feel like I'm pretty happy um, mm. where I am. And, and now I feel like I got so got my sister here and my mom is here. So mm. I mean, what else can I ask for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Columbia is coming to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually, I actually opened the door for a few of uh, my cousins as well. They all want to come here. It was wow. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, well, that that's fine for me. Like, it's, you know, it makes my life easier because mm-hmm. I can sort of build a little community here. But yeah. <laughs> um, and I think Australians always think we live in the best part of the world, but I think we actually do live in a pretty amazing part of the world when mm. you think about yeah. it, which is obviously evidenced by you guys sort of. Wanting to put down some roots here, but it's good yeah. to hear that from you because I think it makes like being from here makes you appreciate it a bit more as well. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people working really hard to stay here, and mm, yeah. yeah, I think that that means a lot of like, people yeah. here not working very hard and are staying. <laughs> 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 None of them in our company, but yeah. <laughs> do you do you get home? I've been twice only. Yeah. Twice as well. Do you get back home? I do. Yeah, like once a year, I'd say for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I can, if I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just went past December because um, my plan was actually go two years ago, but COVID. then COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a long time because this time when I went, it was almost four years. So all my family was like, I haven't seen you for ages. And my niece was like running, talking now. And I'm like, oh my God, you were a baby when I came here last time. <laughs> so yeah, trying. And I would try to keep at least visiting my parents and, and so on. Because yeah, you never know. Like everyone is growing now so it's fast. It's like for, for you guys as well, right? It's like 20 oh, it's a long plus. way. Oh, yeah. 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 And connections. You could go fly to America and then. LA. Yeah. Oh, or Chile. Yeah, right. Or Chile. Chile. Yeah. Direct flight. No, you still need to stop New Zealand. Auckland, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's a long way. It is a long yeah. way. I prefer to go to LA, so you go to Los Angeles, then down to Bogota yeah. directly if you can. And if it's not too expensive. But yeah. normally you have two connections. So yeah, Los Angeles, then something internal in the United States, and then you go down Bogota or from Los Angeles to Central America, like uh, Salvador or something like that. Then. Mm. Back to yeah, so overall, I think it takes about 30 around 30, 30, oh, 32 yes. hours. Almost two days mm. travel. Yeah, it's a long way. Yeah, yeah. It's a big yeah. Particularly with a young one. Yeah, so that's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> not planning. Yeah, yeah not planning. You know, Pat's taken his two on a yeah, yeah to mm, UK, 20 yeah. hour flight over there right now. Yeah. I could just imagine the screen. Oh. He'd have oh, his headphones on, I reckon. <laughs> wouldn't even be hearing You're it. Just ignoring them. Crack <laughs> <laughs> it up. So, yeah. is there any other sort of, um, <clears throat> I guess, challenges that you think you've faced in coming here that we haven't talked about? Well, that's mostly it. The, the biggest is the language. Yeah. I would say maybe the money exchange as well. <clears throat> yeah. Like well, for us, it's on the opposite. So. From Colombian pesos to Australian dollars, we are losing. Oh, it's very <laughs> yes, so yeah. it's yeah. it's like so uh, getting started hard off the, yeah. the money that you've got saved. Yeah, because I have seen people like um when they first arrive and sometimes they are just 
maybe too on their head and they don't get the opportunities that they have and they believe, oh, I have some savings. And I always ask it like, how many, like, how many is your savings? <laughs> and why do you do it? Like, if, if it's not going to last forever, you need to do something. And yeah. until people actually realize that how one. How expensive it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot yeah. spend an Australian dollars by uh, earning in Colombian pesos. It's not going to work. Yeah, You're just to give you context, like the minimum wage in Colombia is like, what is it, like $400 a month? Uh, no, I think less. Less? Like 350 Yes, okay. Yeah, there okay. you go. That's a minimum wage. Wow. A month. A month, yeah. Wow, that is tight. So, yeah, it is a big jump. <laughs> yeah, it is a big jump. Mm. Um, so. And if you're sending money back, it's, you, it looks That's after good. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Just three, three now? You can buy a bit yeah. with money from here, but, yeah. Housing's a big thing here, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> getting into real estate. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that's difficult everywhere, though. But mm. if you were advising yourself when you were young, about what's ahead, what what would you say to yourself about the move? Like if you were sitting there mm, I pondering the decision. I would say plan really well the pathway. So okay. if you had the pathway set since the beginning, it's going to be easier, yeah. at least time-wise and money-wise as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most important. I would say be more organized. When I was younger, I tend to procrastinate a lot of the important things. Like, you know, I just want to have fun. I'm in Australia. I want to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's like, look for work. I was like, I don't want to look for work. I want to go to the beach. <laughs> uh, uh, do things that are important. I would say prioritize my, my priorities. I would say do better at uni. That's definitely one thing that... <laughs> <laughs> You're having too much fun at the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just set the priorities right. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I'll tell myself. Yeah. Mm. For me, it would be to find good balance between don't put too much pressure on yourself, like push yourself too hard to get to the end goal too quick because you can overload yourself and you can break yeah. halfway through, which is what I felt. Um, yeah. And the risk is was, then you go back. Yeah, and I, that's what, because I was trying to get there very quick. It took me two years to get my permanent residency because, yeah, I was pushing really hard for it. I wasn't having fun. Yeah. Um, and I was still pretty young, like I was 23. you got to find a balance because otherwise you won't enjoy the journey and yeah. you may end up going back. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have regret that. I got a lot of friends that they sort of, oh, I'm going back. So they go back to Colombia and they're oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm going back to Australia. Um, so you go like, yeah, just, just find a balance, mm, yeah. um, as anything in life, really. Just make sure you find a spot where you're happy, like have that holistic mm. sort of approach to the whole process. And if you have a partner, got someone there to support you, to help you, um, mm. that also helps a lot. Mm -hmm. If the, yeah, if you've got company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, my, yeah, my husband was very helpful. In, I think if I yeah. may add as well, being a student, I was working part-time as well. At one point, I was working three part-time and doing a full-time study. I think that Laura uh, said the balance is very important where sometimes you get paid with these part-time jobs. You're being pulled away by the money and you're, you're like, oh, I want to work more hours and spend less time on my study. And you end up lose focus of what you're actually here for, which is the long goal, not just to yeah. keep working part-time and you know yes. getting that quick money. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, if I would advise myself is, yeah, find that balance and enjoy 
myself while I'm here uh, in terms of the experience, mm. not just trying to get quick money out of a part-time job. Yep. And, and yeah, it's always focused on the end goal, which is more important. And looking after yourself as well, because I remember mm. I was doing the same. I was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Just keep going, keep going. And then I got really sick that I couldn't move for like more than a week. Mm. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, this is a stupid. Because <laughs> 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 what am I doing? Am I I'm not earning anything. So mm. it was a click as well. Like, okay, you need to slow down a little bit. You kind of, with everything, Correct. Yeah. just organize yourself. Yeah. Mm. And what about looking forward? Have you got any big goals or aspirations or things you'd like to achieve? From career-wise at the moment, is some point get the RPEQ or mm. a charter. That's the goal that I have set. And from life, get a house. <laughs> 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 so it's a process going, yeah. Saving yeah. little by little. And so yeah, get you're getting there? Uh, hopefully. Slowly. <laughs> slowly, yeah. Yeah, slowly, yeah, but it's steady. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, same as get a house is definitely uh, a, a dream, a uh, goal. You know, starting families also, you know, ever since I was young, I was always like to have my own family if I have the opportunity. And career-wise, I think for now it's going into more of a senior role yep. and as a senior estimator and then go from there on and, and see where it takes me because there's no RPEQ in estimating, you know, it's there is a quantity surveying uh, sort of a qualification. Uh, we can be a registered quantity surveyor but um, I'm not sure if I want to go down that pathway yet or not. But um, definitely want to go through a more senior role. Yeah, that's currently my See, my I goal. think that we raised it earlier. The opportunity in Australia is you're not pigeonholed into just what your Correct. qualifications are. So Correct. you can do some postgraduate study or some even some short courses and exec ed and all that sort of stuff if there's mm. a, a pivot that you want to make. And it like in our business, that's happened regularly. We people have taken a pivot and gone in a different direction. So mm. we certainly encourage people who want to do that. But I think investing in yourself educationally is always a really good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Constantly Which you guys have all done. How about you, Laura? Big goals? Uh, a few more kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah, the I think one, one is enough. Yeah, I guess... Family-wise, just still trying to get their balance right, trying to be good mom, good wife, good at, and um, still looking after my job as well. So it's a it's a bit of a tricky one. <laughs> I think it's one of the hardest problems yeah. <laughs> for families. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think I'll sort of eventually get there, and uh, it's not too bad, I don't think. Um, so <laughs> well, it's everyone's. It's all relative, so yeah, yeah. isn't it? Like it's yeah, the balance, balance is what you balance see. For it you. Is balance, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I really want to go back into training and have more more discipline because I find it really hard. Have you put the gloves down? No, no, I was still using yeah. them every now and then. I was there, I was there on Monday. <laughs> I was there on Monday, but uh, not as often as, as I would like to or as I, as I used to. Yeah. Um, I really want to get back into it. Um, yeah. As a long, long term, I guess, looking after myself and my health as well. Yeah. In a sense that you want to be healthy and you want to, you have to exercise at some point. <laughs> but professional Career, I guess, just looking forward, what opportunities are out there um, yeah. within the company, all the growth and all the RSK and unlimited. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, so um, and more. And there's the interesting thing will be over the coming years. I think will be not that it's 
relevant necessarily here, but for people who want to travel abroad like you've done, yeah. they can possibly do it within yeah. the family. Yep. Of even Pensar will probably branch out and do work offshore yeah. in other countries through because of RSK's yeah. network. It, if we want to go to the UK and start a business, it'll be very yeah. easy. Mm. Yeah. And Singapore, yeah, uh, Malaysia, that sort of area, you know, it's possible that we can achieve probably not Colombia right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't, wasn't actually considered that. Not sure <laughs> how <laughs> we go there, but, um, <laughs> but that's the view that's now and, and I think people are probably starting to get a sense that yeah. it does broaden the potential and the opportunities for all of us, self-included. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what about yourself, Carl? Kind of like um, what is your current goals like? Do you have any goals given where I, you're at? Um, it's interesting. Like, like you said, there's family and professional. So family-wise, I'm just focused on getting my kids through the back end of school. So in three years, they'll all be out of school mm-hmm. and setting them up in whatever pathway they choose to go down. So that's that. It was a big goal to do a transaction that secured the business going forward like we did last year with the sale. So to be honest, the years leading into that, that was a big goal (laughs) because it was becoming a bit big for me to just handle the financial side of it, Louise and I ourselves. So that occupied a lot of our goal setting. Mm. Personally, so goals for me are more around, so at work it's to just enjoy it. And now six months after the transaction, I'm actually loving it. The first six months was hard because it's a transition for me into a completely different role. So, so just showing up and actually having fun—that's. You feel like there's a lot of pressure being lift off. Yes and no. I've not had anyone necessarily to be accountable to Mm -hmm. directly, although I am accountable to so many people. But having that direct responsibility has been a change. Mm. I don't not like it though. It's actually it's good to have a bit of a team to bounce stuff off and not have to make all the decisions. That, you know, not that I made all of them, but the key ones I had to get right, whereas now there's a broader group that I can sort of communicate with and share with. Mm. But for me, I spent a lot of time on health and fitness because I've got this idea of sort of being super fit and mobile at 80. So the reason I train now is for then. Yep. It's not for now. Yep. Um, yes, that's yeah. exactly what I think, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because... You can look after act- yourself now to Correct. be able to you look at a <laughs> look seven year old, <laughs> a fit seven year old versus a seven year old that's struggling with mobility and health. Yeah, it's two different life experiences, and and it doesn't show up until late. So health and fitness, I do it for that. And the other reason is I've probably delayed a lot of experiences that I want to have, like hiking some mountains and doing all that fun stuff. Mm. So I don't want to. I'm fifty three this year, so I don't want to put that off. And then get into my sixties and not be fit enough. So, you know what I mean. You guys are young enough Mm. to be able to say, "I'm going to have these experiences now and do that on the way through." But Mm. for all of us, to get to a point where you have to put some stuff off, you can't do everything. As you said, balance. So, this idea of being fit, healthy, strong, all that sort of stuff is for taking advantage of those experiences when you have the time. Do you know what I mean? It'd be great if you could free up the time sort of now, oh, but it's you, hard to get a house and right. work part-time, right? Like yeah, there's yeah. just trade-offs you've got to make. <laughs> you just break everything longer. Yeah. 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 So do something up. Yeah. Correct. I think so. 
So yeah, it's more about a holistic mm. sort of perspective. Yeah, uh, I could get granular and tell you the <laughs> types of fish that I want to catch. Yeah, we don't need to get that deep. And from your perspective, like for having international, I guess people working in Penza, what how's that been for you? Like, is it been okay? What's you know? It's any really a good question and. On the outset, amazing, right? It's been fantastic. I was talking to somebody this week outside the business. I said, if you looked at the demographic of our business 10, 12 years ago to now, mm. you wouldn't believe it's the same company, right, uh, at all, just with the amount of different cultures and nationalities that we have in the business mm. versus what it was 12 years ago. It was very few sort of international people in the team and and I think the resultant output is way better from the point of view of a just cultural diversity is a good thing and it changes the culture and feel of the business mm. in a good way too much stereotype of one culture I don't think is good it doesn't encourage a broader perspective you bring international perspective and experience into the business so that has a naturally it has a good influence mm. on the overall I think what you described, I've noticed a really strong gratitude almost or you really value international workers tend to value their job really highly and work hard for it and that shows off. And I think I'd like to think that our team in general across the board is of a similar mindset mm. but that's not necessarily representative of the broader workforce. <laughs> I think we're within Penso, we've got a fairly, everyone values their job. They all work hard. We're all together because we're kind of like-minded in that. If you were to look at a lot of the people coming in for interviews, and you're probably interviewing a few now, Laura, in, in your role, and you just hear what's coming towards you and you just think, this person's not. Yeah. <laughs> this is, the, I'm, they're doing me a favour here, yeah. whereas <laughs> it should be a two-way street. People work hard, but the company values their effort and it's a two-way thing, whereas I think on average a lot of the people coming out of uni, there's some outstanding people, but there is still a large proportion that I don't think value the opportunity as much. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen Pat's promotion this week. Yeah. You know, yeah. that just demonstrates. So you, in this company you can start as a graduate and end up COO. So <laughs> we want people to know that and aspire to do the same thing. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I value it tremendously. Yeah. Good to hear. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much. Well, A, for coming today, but choosing Pensar to spend your career with and develop your career with us. So Thanks really for giving appreciate us the opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, that's you. great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. That wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know Gil's going to keep that yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Free Dive. We look forward to you joining in for our next episode. If you'd like to share your story, send us an email at freedive at pensar.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you. And remember, if you enjoyed it, tell your friends. Mm.